0: Now it's time
1: for Greg Bishop and the Council
2: Roundup.
1: Well, I had last week off. Didn't check into how Jim Leach did with the Council Roundup. Surely he did a wonderful job, and I appreciate him filling in last week. Uh, But uh, here we're back at it. So, of course, the way these Council meetings happen is... Yeah, You get the, the committee of the whole one week, and that's really where they unpack all the ordinances they're going to be talking about, and they decide whether they're going to put them on the consent agenda or the debate agenda. I missed that meeting last week, so uh, I didn't really get a, an overview of what may come up for this week, but that aside um they still had a lot to cover last night so uh i don't know all of what was on the consent agenda and i apologize but that's hey you gotta take some time off every once in a while right uh but uh there was still a lot to cover from last night including uh talks about a lobbying contract discussions about paying an extra bit for pensions and uh, even some uh, new and unfinished business when it comes to the uh, back and forth and the consternation between the city of Springfield and Capital Township. So that's just some of what's coming up here on the council roundup. But first, let's hear how the city's money's looking. Here's Treasurer Misty Busher with her treasurer.
3: The report. corporate fund in the month of September had a beginning balance of $45,426,188. We took in total receipts of $18,060,534. We had total disbursements in the month of September of $21,227,823, which left the corporate fund with an ending balance in the month of September of $42,258,899. Of that balance, Mayor Langfelder, in the month of September, the ARPA funds, American Rescue Plan American Rescue Plan Act, sorry. Funding balance was $15,202,007 at the end of September.
1: That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money <laughs> for the city of Springfield. Gosh, I remember when they were... When I first started covering the city council, they were talking about negative fund balances, and they, then they uh, were happy when they had $3 million on hand, and they were happy when they had uh, $5 million on hand, but $40 million, whoo, boy, uh, it's a lot of your tax dollars, and a lot of it's coming from the federal government, and as you heard, uh, what, there's like $15 million from the American Rescue Plan Act dollars sitting there uh, that could be used for certain things, and that was something else they talked about we won't necessarily get into, but uh, Alderwoman Conley uh, proposed to. Actually, have a meeting uh, coming up here soon uh, about. How to use those dollars uh, and having aldermen and uh, constituents get together and lay out their priorities to use those dollars because they can only be used for certain things. Uh, but uh, obviously, it's a lot of money that can go a long distance. Uh, but they gotta, they have to use that appropriately. So we'll uh, keep a close eye on that. So a lot of dollars there at the uh, city of Springfield, your tax dollars, be it your city taxes or your federal taxes, coming back to us. Uh, it's important to know how that, uh, how that's being spent and ensuring that it's spent appropriately and uh, efficiently. Uh, Meanwhile, you've got uh, some other reporting that was provided last night, and a lot to tackle here when it comes to crime statistics. Uh, Police Chief Kenny Winslow providing the police report for the third quarter of this year, and it's all the way through. So from January to the end of the third quarter, here's Police Chief Kenny Winslow.
0: Our calls for service from quarter one to quarter three compared to last year. As you can see there, we're down about 7%. Report written is about equal. Flat crash reports are flat, and our ordinance violations are down.
1: All right, so that's an overview. But uh, what are the, uh, the 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 days of the week that gets the most calls? Friday is the highest day,
0: uh, but it's still pretty flat across the board. Uh, pretty even with the table.
1: Interesting. Um, always good to know. Uh, what about uh, some of the stats that stick out? Pretty equal. The big
0: thing this year compared to the years past is the huge increases in January, February, and March that we experienced this year when we had all the shootings going on.
1: So a lot of shootings in the first quarter of this month, uh, of this year, rather. Uh, other alarming statistics? Through the first three quarters, we had seven homicides, all by gunshot. Yikes. Uh, and even more uh, statistics about uh, uh, crime and violence and so We're on. We're actually down
0: a little bit on the confirmed shots fired. What is a confirmed shot fired? That's any shots fired call or a shot spot alert where we respond. And we find evidence of a crime, whether that's broken windshield glass, whether that's a casing, whether that's a witness who said they saw people shooting or heard people shooting. We count that, unlike some departments who don't count that kind of information.
1: So the difference, obviously, between uh, shots fired and homicides, but also shots fired, homicides, and people who are shot but don't die.
0: Year-to-date, we've had 57 people shot compared to 37 last year. But if you go back down and you look at the table, look at the increases in the first three months when we put our task force together. When you look at that, you saw we had 23 people shot in the first three months of the year compared to seven. Uh, We put our task force together in in March. You see the uh, the Reduction. Now we're about flat for the rest of the year.
2: Wow, uh,
1: pretty incredible. Uh, what's all this from? What's the crime stemming from?
0: The gang-related ones that we can say that gang members were involved in. We know some of our rolling ones also were gang-related, but we can't uh, come out and say 100% yet because those investigations are still going on.
1: So as the investigations are ongoing, there's some other statistics that uh, Police Chief Winslow put out there, including gun confiscations.
0: Recovered 304 uh, firearms so far this year compared to 269 in the entire year last year, which is a 36% increase already this year. Gun related arrest, again, you see the large increase there. Uh, 36% increase.
1: Wow. Um, but it's not just uh, gun crimes that they have to deal with, they also deal with traffic stops.
0: 39 traffic details. We've taken 3,176 motor vehicle accidents. 5,668 citations have been issued. 138 DUI arrest. 458 suspended revoked drivers, 210 no valid drivers, 1,221 vehicles towed, 1,354 parking citations have been issued, and 437 abandoned vehicle notices.
1: So those are some of the statistics from Police Chief Kenny Winslow for the uh, first three quarters of this year. Coming back, we'll hear him project what some of the concerns are for the future and uh, maybe some tips for you out there, especially as we get closer to the holiday season, on how not to be the victim of porch bandits. Back with the counts Roundup on the WMAY Morning News feed, hearing statistics from Police Chief Kenny Winslow. And uh, he laid out there how uh, there are, of course, uh, increased shootings from the first quarter, uh, increased homicides from the first quarter. He talked about gun confiscations and traffic stops and just the number of people who are shot. Uh, But other statistics that uh, he's keeping an eye on heading into the final quarter of this year. Uh, Here's Police Chief Kenny Winslow laying out some of those concerns he has for the future.
0: Potential fourth quarter concerns or issues? Berkeley to Motor Vehicles, it's that time of season. People start leaving holiday gifts in their cars. We start seeing of motor vehicles go up. We're asking everybody please lock your car doors and don't leave your valuables in plain sight. Same thing going along with that, motor vehicle theft. People leave their cars running up as we go into the fall winter months. It's colder. They let the defrost run, the heat run, and we see the motor vehicle theft.
1: So don't leave your car running unattended. Don't leave your car unlocked. And uh, for crying out loud... Don't leave your garage door open. Uh, that's a big problem that uh, you hear a lot about as well. Uh, but it's not just your vehicle. Uh, it's also those things you order from online. And they show up on your porch. And sometimes you may not be there. Uh, well, there's this thing called porch bandits. They see that uh, a package may be sitting there. And just stop and grab it.
0: Your online deliveries that you have delivered to your house when you're not home. We see people over and over going up stealing those things. We're asking you to have it delivered to a a friend, a family member or make arrangements to pick up the post office or FedEx or wherever else.
1: So be smart about it, all right? Because uh, if you can't find things on the store shelves locally and you're going to order them online, might be a good idea to uh, take that advice and have it shipped somewhere where you know someone's going to be able to accept it. So don't be a victim of porch bandits. We need some public service announcements about that. Uh, but other things he's worried about, especially with uh, Halloween coming up, cooler weather. You've got uh, uh, the potential for robberies.
0: People start wearing masks and start moving on in the Halloween. They're carrying weapons under their. Heavy- Clothing, uh, so we'll see that. I anticipate picking up like it typically does.
1: Yikes! So don't want to don't want to see that increase. But uh, I mean, gosh, we've been wearing masks now for how long? Um, also, another big issue is staffing levels, and that's something else that uh, Police Chief Winslow laid out. Obviously,
0: we just hired 14 people, nine who graduated from the academy last week. We have six on uh, scheduled to graduate here in a couple, about a month from now. With that said, we tried to hire 24 and only got 14 who made it through all the process. Um, With that said, we have 16 positions we're trying to hire for in January, an additional 15 in the April class. That will get us back to above our authorized strength anticipating certain retirements.
1: So staffing, definitely a uh, concern when it comes to police here in Springfield. Alderman Donilon, uh he had a question about staffing and uh, some of the things that he hears anecdotally.
4: I hear about
0: officers that uh, are, have come on board, they're going, they go through the training and they're in years, you know, like one through you know five, let's say, and they're leaving the department and going elsewhere, whether it's to the state or another municipality, is that a trend that is indeed happening or is that not true
1: so uh police chief winslow uh, he said that yeah it happens uh, it happens to the springfield department as well
0: but well, we were seeing some people just leave the field completely uh due to what they quoted to us an accident and stuff you know the current environment that we're in the stress of the job um uh, sometimes i need for better pay at other locations yeah. uh, I've said all over and all over that our starting pay is not competitive with our comparable cities. Uh, We're not competitive with any major department in the state when it comes to starting pay. And that's something we're gonna try to address during uh, negotiations. Uh, But we have seen people who are leaving also just for slower, how do I say this right? A slower pace.
1: Uh, A smaller department
0: that pays well.
1: (laughs) And doesn't have a bunch of shootings or robberies or speeding and that type of thing. Uh, But what about uh, other issues that uh, may put a crunch on who wants to be a cop?
0: And so we we have seen some of that. This is a very stressing time for our officers. It's a very difficult job out there. Uh, They've worked through the virus. you know, through the virus, and uh, they give 110 percent. They're oh, working 12-hour days. Yeah. They're working long days.
1: Working long days, uh, and then there's the issues of uh, legislation coming from the state house. The current environment that we're
0: in, they don't want. They want to see what happens at the state house. They want to see what happens with qualified immunity. Uh, I know that we're working as chiefs on a trailer bill right now to try to maintain qualified immunity for our officers. So it's not an uh, easy time. And many of the senior officers that we talk to, not just in my department, but other departments.
1: So a lot of different uh, a lot of different issues can compound the problems of trying to recruit new officers or even keep officers in Springfield, let alone in Illinois. Uh, but uh, Alderman Ralph Hanauer he provided a suggestion that could help law enforcement. I don't know if it's going to be a popular idea. Maybe something we ask you about later on this week. But red light cameras. You want to see red light cameras in Springfield?
4: If if they're out there, people will know and and. We could we might be able to solve a lot of budget problems in this town with, with red light cameras. Wow. And I'm not kidding about that because it's it's bad.
1: Well, you know what else is bad? Red light camera uh, corruption, which we've seen a fair share uh, across the state of Illinois. So I don't know if that's necessarily going to be a popular idea. We'll see. All right, coming back, we'll talk about pensions. We'll talk about lobbyists. We'll talk about some conflict between the uh, city and capital township. So that's on the way here with the WMAY Morning News Feed and the Council Roundup. By the way, the Council Roundup brought to you by Headwest Subs. Would you want a great sub you've got to head west head west subs they're downtown back with the council roundup on the WMAY morning news feed I'm Greg Bishop council roundup brought to you by head west subs when you want a great sub you've got to head west show so, uh, some of the other conversations last night dealt with ordinances up for consideration and one of the ordinances up for consideration dealt with pensions and uh, public sector pensions big deal in Illinois because of the massive unfunded liabilities that there are not just for state government employees but also for local government employees and police and fire in particular and i don't have the exact figures in front of me uh, as far as how much unfunded liability there is in springfield's police and fire pension funds but it's uh, tens of millions of dollars i think uh, one number just at the top of my head, I think like 200 million. I think. I don't know. We'll have to delve into that with uh, some of the experts. Uh, but they are, regardless of that unfunded liability, doing what they can to further fund above and beyond what's budgeted for the city's police and fire pension funds. So here is uh, the ordinance being considered last night, the Springfield City Council.
3: Ordinance authorizing a supplemental appropriation in the amount of $547,242 for payments to the police and fire pension
1: funds. Wow, so you're talking uh, more than half a million dollars of an extra payment. That's a pretty decent bump. Uh, Budget Director Bill McCarty saying that uh, the city has the cash to go even further if needed.
3: Certainly the ability to do the additional payment. In fact, if you want to triple it, that'd be fine. (laughs) The the reality (laughs) is that uh, we have done this. This is... There's precedent for this several times in the last 10 years, at least since I've been here. We've done additional payments when our fund balances come in healthy, when we have the ability to do it, and the reality is we're gonna have to pay it sooner or later. The sooner we get more money in the pension fund, the more it earns and returns.
1: Yeah, so uh, I think that's a, a pretty point, uh, a pretty poignant point to um, to continue to hit on is uh, these are these are owed dollars. Unless there's some kind of uh, change to the state constitution that allows for government to diminish what's promised. Uh, these these pension costs are owed, uh, and uh, I don't know if uh, there's any way around it other than, again, a change to the Constitution to allow for diminishment or something that's never happened before, uh, a state going bankrupt. But a city? What about a city? Can they go bankrupt? I know that conversation's been had as well, but regardless, I mean that's another talk for another day. Uh, Budget Director McCarty uh, highlighting the importance of making these payments now uh, instead of uh, waiting until later, uh, because you really do get a bigger bang for your buck when you invest uh, and uh, get those funds making some extra investments uh, that are invested in the stock market. Uh, but Alderman Hanauer, a little bit confused, I think, by some of the messaging that we've heard in the past, especially around budgeting time, especially during the COVID-19 pandemic. You had city officials saying that uh, you know it's almost a level of sky is falling rhetoric. But Hanauer sees this, and he's just trying to square things up. But
4: well, what concerns me is, okay, we asked we were going to use ARPA money to re, to replace um, the uh, uh, Scott Dahl's budget. And why are we not using fund balance then instead of the ARPA money? Um, you know, we've used ARPA money to replace the firefighters' budget. Why why didn't we use fund balance money? I, 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 you know, I mean, I, I, again, I don't have a problem with this. I think it would be better served to wait till budget season and put this in toward the end, because my concern is, we're going to get to budget season, and last year you said if we continue in the route we're going, we're gonna we're gonna be in critical mass. Within four years, I think it was, wasn't well, I mean, right, it? Right, was, that's correct. And and now we're fine. No, I, I, I mean, I this is a Christmas that. miracle, Bill. No, did, I didn't
3: say that. I didn't say that. <laughs> if you if you will recall, so if you, <laughs> yes, a it's a Christmas would, miracle. I would wish for a Christmas miracle, but if you recall well, the, the, the presentation. <laughs>
1: Now, is there a Red Ryder BB gun anywhere uh, in that uh, half a million dollar extra pension payment? Um, Because, you know, everybody wants that Red Ryder BB gun. Uh, Budget Director McCarty continues to talk, uh, though, about where the city's at right now with its finances.
3: As I said back in June, things are good now. They are. They they look good. But you have to understand where we're going over the next five to ten years. Things aren't good at least not on paper. Now a lot could change. And again, we're coming out of a pandemic. We stopped spending last year. Our expenses were extremely low last year because we didn't hire, because we stopped spending. And because of that, our fund balance went up precipitously because what did we get? We got almost $5 million from the federal government.
1: Well, that was the first round of payments. Uh, this next round, you're getting close to $33, $35 million. Um, right now, you're sitting on about $15 million of that. Can't be used for the pension payment, but... You know all funds are fungible might be able to offset costs elsewhere instead of dumping a bunch of money of the corporate fund dollars into the infrastructure projects you could use uh, the, uh, the the federal funds for that and maybe free up some more money for other important things like the pension payments uh, another ordinance up for consideration last night's
3: authorizing the execution of an agreement between the city of Springfield and GR Consulting LLC for professional lobbying and an amount not to exceed $75,000 for the office of mayor.
1: So a lobbying contract above and beyond what the city already pays for lobbying uh, through the Illinois Municipal League, and that's something that Alderman Joe McMiniman highlighted.
2: We do get outstanding service from Illinois Municipal League, which represents over a 1,000 municipalities, especially on the pension issue. So
1: that's uh, a little bit of uh, kind of the, in a way, criticism that we already have a lobbying uh, contract with the Illinois Municipal League, and that costs $7,000, McMiniman
2: highlights. $7,000 a year is what we pay for our membership in IML. I hope this lobbying contract uh, produces some good. I think, and to be honest, I think very rarely do we have a standalone issue where the city of Springfield has a situation separate and apart from all the other municipalities. Maybe an exception was city war, light and power. And some, uh, some, I heard some comments that maybe Doug Brown shouldn't have been over there. So often at the state house, we should have had a lobbyist. No, 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 we want the guy with the most facts, the most expertise, the most knowledge over there.
1: That's a fair point. Uh, regardless, that uh, that measure ultimately passed. But now it's time for new and unfinished business. And Alderman McMiniman, uh, he's uh, bringing up an issue that uh, uh, there's an open wound there between the city and the county, and when it comes to the uh, uh, the uh, the capital township issues and TIF extensions. Here's McMiniman.
2: The letter we need from. Cap- Capital Township to extend the life of to extend the life of Enos Park Tax Increment Financing District. We, we really need to make progress, and you know, I'm I'm so disappointed in Capital Township on this, and in uh, uh, Joe Ailio. I'm going to name names: Joe Elio, and uh, Brad Carlson, who's who's run for Alderman Ward uh, Seven. If they can't understand that the extension of Enos Park TIF is important to that neighborhood and to our city that I think we ought to, you know, we haven't ever done a, a resolution of admonition, mm-hmm. uh, but we ought to think about that.
1: Wow, so uh, like an official resolution uh, uh, admonishing uh, Capital Township for not working with the city on this. That's an interesting thought. Uh, Lakeisha Purchase, new to the city council, used to be on Capitol Township, and she shared her thoughts about the process here.
3: I would say that there is no support and there's no support moving forward. Joe from Capital township. township as i was the sitting Capital township trustee i couldn't get a second for almost six months to get a support letter it was the only entity that was left
1: that it's pretty amazing uh so there's definitely some conflicts there uh meanwhile you've got alderman williams wanting to see what the uh, city's ward maps are going to look like based off the u.s
2: census data i need to know what the process is because you know i really want to be involved and i'm hearing that Well, the county does it. And I'm like, you mean the same people that won't put us on the health board? (laughs) Won't sign off on township. The dog pound issue. I'm very uncomfortable. So
1: he's asking questions about how this process is going to play out because Alderman Williams is also new to the uh, city council. So ultimately what's going to happen there is you're going to have a a planning uh, group put a a proposal together. The city council will get the final say and they could tweak it. uh, But unless the city council wants to roll their sleeves up and actually draw the maps themselves, uh, they'll rely on a regional planning council to do just that. Final thing here from Alderman. Alderman uh, Ralph Hanauer as uh, just a little piece for the council roundup.
4: He just set a a record of 400 wins. Um, I was fortunate to be on the sideline with him for. He's
1: talking about Coach Leonard with SHG. About 300 or
4: 275 of those. Uh, he's a he's a good friend, a great coach, and he's been a great mentor to a lot of people. And uh, I hope he has about uh, six more wins this year and about 14 wins
1: next year. So we'll see how that plays out, but uh, I would expect an official proclamation from the mayor sometime on that. There was also somebody there talking about the Sangamon County uh, animal control situation, which... There's a whole five-hour conversation left about that, so uh, we don't have time for it here on the WMAY Council Roundup.